Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nobody Cares Work Harder podcast. This is the right place if you're a gritty real estate agent or one who wants to up their game this year and build the real estate team that you've always dreamed of. With me, as always, my mentor, my leader, Todd Lemoyne. Todd Lemoyne, how are you today? Hey, 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 Tim Couch. I am living the dream, baby, every day. Rocking, rolling, grinding, clawing and scratching and just just having a fantastic day, man. The, the sun's here in Atlanta for once. It's been raining for, I don't know, since Thanksgiving. So I'm just excited to see some sunshine, my friend. Yeah, man. Sun's out here. We couldn't be happier. And uh, you're actually in uh, in parts unknown, man. And it doesn't matter where yeah. there is. As long as you're there and we're here, we're good to go, right? That's it. I got my sleeves rolled up today and I am making it happen, my friend. I wouldn't miss this for anything in the world because we do have a an amazing person here with us that uh, I can't wait for uh, everybody to learn more about. Exactly. And that's my cue to quit talking and bring in our very special guest, the one and only Mr. Jake DeRosa. Jake. What's, What's happening? How are you doing? Hey, man? man. How are you? Doing awesome. And actually, I'm in, uh, I'm in California. So this background here isn't, is, we're not snowing by any means. We got sunshine. It's about 50 degrees out there. So that's cold to us. To a lot of people, you know, us Californians are a little bit of uh, sissies when it comes to cooler weather. But uh, yeah, things are good. Life's good. Can't complain, my friend. Excellent. Excellent. We sure appreciate you coming on the podcast. And, you know, like we said, this this podcast is for people that want to, you know, that really want to up their game in real estate, whether they're solo agents and just want to knock it out of the park, solo agent that wants to build a team, a team leader that wants to build a bigger team. This is all about failing forward, moving forward, raising the bar, raising the benchmark. And you were one of the first guys that we wanted to talk to, because I know you've got an outstanding story. First of all, you run a hell of a business in Sacramento. California. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've had uh, we've had some great success out here. We we have a team of uh, nine partners, three administrative partners, and we average a hundred plus deals a year. I mean, over the last two years, we've helped over two hundred and twenty families. So yeah, so we we uh, we help out the community. We give back to the community. I think that's one of my favorite things we do. In fact, today we've got a uh, community give back at one o'clock that we're uh, heading out to, to help the canned food, um, Sacramento Canned Food Bank. So yeah, so uh, we, 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 we do it with purpose. We, we get after it and, and we have a good time doing it. So good deal. And the giving back's very, very important. So you're in Sacramento, California. You and I have talked a little bit. You, me, and Todd have all talked and such. And you've been in real estate itself since you you came in just at the perfect time, didn't you? Well, I started in 02. So I started before the market got crazy. I started in mortgage. Yeah, yeah. Mortgage back in 02, sevens. Like we, we look at today and it's like seven percent and i'm like man that's a point lower than i was given out in 2002 we were at eight seven nine nines were solid it's it's really not that bad when you look at it in perspective right sure now when you look at history but you uh you started off in lending right then you went out and started your own lending organization added some real estate to that am i correct yeah i'll give you a quick quick synopsis here so so started in 02 at a private subprime subprime bank. In fact, uh, w- before they hired me, they told me to, they get, said, you need to go watch Boiler Room. 
and you need to come back and tell me if you still want to do this. So I said, love okay. that. Love that. That's awesome. Swear to God, my, my manager told me to watch Boiler Room, and we're going to do a lot of phone work, and let me know if you still want to do this. So I did, and I came back. And so I, I was, a, you know, I was brand new. I mean, I'm t- 25, out of college, um, didn't have life experience, really. Um, you know, I'm talking to people owning, you know, big homes and big mortgages. And I didn't, I honestly didn't know what the hell I was doing. Right. I mean, it was I, my first real, my first mortgage pitch. I had this gentleman, his name was Michael Jackson. And I still remember this. And my manager, my manager was busy. I, I took a loan application. I had to present the benefits of the loan. And Michael Jackson gave me the, you know, we worked on it. And then he said, and then say this, say the good news is you got a great loan. And the bad news is you got to work with me. And it was, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll say that. Well, <laughs> I went on the phone and that shit didn't go over too good. <laughs> he hung up on me after I said that. And that was my first ever real estate sales experience. I tell the guy and I, I, I had to have butchered it, right? It's like bad news is you got to work with me, and he he just hung up. And never got to work again. So, so that was my was that with the Michael Jackson or just a guy named Michael Jackson? No, just a guy named Michael Jackson. He was a slick. He was one of the slick sales <laughs> guys, right? He used to sell cars, and so I, I, he's like, "Hey, this." I'm like, oh, yeah, "I'm like super green," and yeah, so uh, not the Michael Jackson, um, but no, that a was Michael Jackson. That's funny. That's awesome. I just, That's awesome. Just, I just worked hard, right? You know, I mean, we spent literally, um, it, it was a boiler room. And, you know, it wasn't for everyone, right? It wasn't. But what it taught me was it taught me how to uh, prioritize. It taught me how to work hard. It taught me how to deal with rejection. It taught me how to, because we were a, a, a branch where we would actually, anytime one of our customers would get an inquiry into their credit, it meant they were refinancing. So our job was to call them and keep them as customers. So we're actually calling our customers and still getting, you know, no's and don't ever, call, you know, just all the things. So went through that, became a top agent, uh, top mortgage guy there, actually uh, led a branch there of, I don't know, 14, 15 loan officers, a processing team, and then decided to partner up with a buddy and go out and start my own mortgage company. Um, and we got everything in place in tail end of 2007, March of 08. We did our, we had 25 loan officers, multiple processing people. And March of 08, we did our first transaction. Well, March of 08 was actually when New Century Mortgage got their books opened up by the federal government and things went downhill super quick. You talk about a change really quickly. Imagine the banking industry not knowing what was really going on with everything. And most of them, like you've got the brokers, which was us, you have the leading institutions, they just shut down their lines. They were getting lines of credits just shut. Uh, Mortgage implode dot com i think it's still around um we would look <laughs> at it and, as well. yeah, yeah we look at it and there'd be like five companies that shut their door every day so we we'd have 10 loans submitted here we're like oh man we got to go resubmit these and so it went really quick and then i looked up about a month later and it was down to me and my business partner 
one loan officer that was just crazy and he was kind of hanging out with us. He didn't really do shit, but it was, uh, he was just kind of hanging out. And so, so that was our familiar with that. real estate. Cause I had to bring on a, um, uh, we had to bring on another source of income because we signed all of our leases. We signed all of our agreements. I mean, we had, uh, we had a phone system that was before, you know, the, the, everything was done on a cell phone. We actually had a phone system and that was like five grand a month for voice IP, voice over oh, wow. IP. And so we had bills and, and we're like, Hey, let's, let's bring on real estate. And, you know, buddy of ours, his mom was a successful agent. She came in, showed us how to write a real estate contract. We did it on carbon paper. Um, I'm not that old, like, but she, that's what she brought. So that's how I learned. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh kind of, kind of how I rolled into that, uh, into real estate. Good deal, man. Yeah. Well, how long did it take you guys to start bringing on other agents and, and, uh, you know, build up an organization or a team in the mortgage side or the real estate side? Oh, in the real estate side. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 So in two, in 2012, I actually came in, you know, I, I, I sold my interest in my mortgage company. I, I decided that I wanted to do real estate and, and being a, um, what's that called? Like, a uh, tradesman of many and master of none was kind of the, the thing I was, was happening. Right. I just wanted to focus Jack on of all trades. That's it. That's it. Jack of all yeah. trades, master of none. And so I just decided I was going to make the jump and I enjoyed, uh, doing things with the team. I liked leading a team. I enjoyed doing things together. And I knew at some point I'd want to do a team, but before I would actually be able to start a team, I had to do it myself because who's going to follow me if, if I haven't been somewhere where someone wants to go, right? Like, it's like kind of like uh, going to the gym and picking the fat trainer that doesn't work for me, right? I want someone who's in shape because I want to, I want to be in, you can tell I don't go to the gym by any means. I mean, I should <laughs> I peloton it, but yeah, I just, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to hire the, hire the out of shape trainer. Right. So right. Uh, that's the way I looked at it. So I just started getting in production and my first year in real estate, I did 30 deals. I had no clue what I was doing. I just, I had a background in prospecting and I knew that coming into it, I had to do the same thing because I really I was one of those guys that I didn't want to call my sphere. My sphere was completely made up of mortgage guys. Literally all my friends were mortgage people, right? And so it's like, okay, I got to build something. And I didn't know how else to do it. And so when I came over to Keller Williams, I got connected with my mentor who did a lot of prospecting. And that's just how I learned. So, um, yeah, so I guess my, my prospecting was uh, – it was, it was a challenge at first, right? I mean, I, I even had background in it and it was just changing it up. And one of the things I would, we would do is he was, I'm super loud. He's super loud. We were in offices next to each other. We'd get on the phones in the morning. And I remember I kept saying, Bob, this shit ain't working, dude. I am not talking to anyone. Like I'm not setting appointments. He just said, keep going. All right. All right. Come in the next day. Dial 500 people. Okay, cool. And Bob, it's not working. Just keep going. Just add people into your database and then follow up with them. Keep going. And then it and then it started working, right? So it's it was the staying into it and, and that piece. And then about 2000, um, 2000, what, 12, 15, 16, 
I decided I wanted to uh, start something, start a, start a team. And, and to be honest with you, I actually had the wrong mindset around the team. It was, I wanted to start a team because I wanted to do less work. And that's definitely ah. not the case, right? Mm-hmm. It's not until I changed my mindset of, hey, I want to start a team to help others accomplish their goals and show them how to do it, that the business became different. That's huge yeah. right there. Cause I do think so many people want to, you know, get out of production and start a team so that I can manage other agents, you know, that kind of stuff, like you just said, but, uh, but that is huge right there. Hey, Todd, you started, <laughs> you started the same way when you came in, didn't you? You came in from uh, the home inspection business. And I think, yeah. I think the story I've heard is somebody gave you a list and a script and a phone. Isn't that kind of how it worked? Yeah. 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 I, um, I joined KW because that's, I would go to the team meetings as a vendor to all these different uh, companies and, and I kind of aligned with some of those agents and inadvertently I called an agent who I thought was just an agent, but he was actually a team leader. Right. <laughs> and I said, Hey, I'm thinking about getting out of the business. You know, um, wh- wh- where should I go? What should I do? And, you know, 10 years later, I'm still with KW. He's not a team leader anymore, but yeah, he said, I said, all right, so, like I was in a business that we supplied a service, right? And so people were calling me, you know, kind of like, like Jay, I guess in mortgage, they meant to make phone calls as well. But um, I was, you know, I was a big dog. I had a big company. We were well known. So, you know, I was the big fish in a little pond or Atlanta's not a little pond, but, you know, I was one of the bigger fish here in Atlanta. So people were calling me and I show up and I'm like, okay, I mean, I would beat him to the office because I remember I'm like, man, these people get here late. It was like eight o'clock and I'm waiting at the doors at seven 30. Um, wondering what we're doing today to find people to buy. And he's like, here, you know, he's probably just trying to get me out of his hair, man. He's like, here, take these expires and go call them and come back and tell me when you're done. I was like, okay, all right, I'll go do that. <laughs> and yeah. And I wouldn't call. I had, I had a database of 5,000 real estate agents, Jake that I was not going to call or, and I knew I didn't want to take their business because I had a relationship with them, you know? So I said, okay, I'm going to call people. I don't know. I'm, I'm way more comfortable with that. And, and I had like with, with Jake, I, I had really had no idea what to do. And they just said, I was just following my mentors directions here, call these people. And, and I, I had to put food on the table, man. I'm like, okay, this is it. You know, let's go get them. Yep. And, and that right there is where we, where we get the name of the podcast. Nobody cares work harder. You got to put food on the table. You got kids, you got bills, you got mortgages, you got everything else. And none of those folks care. And that's where the work harder comes in. Hey, Jake, I know also, and we've talked about this. We were talking about this just before, but just before we started here and uh, you know, Todd used this term as well. Everybody's got their shit. Everybody's got shit that happened to them. Everybody's got Mm -hmm. bad luck, bad decisions, whatever you want to call it, but everybody's got those things that they've had to push through, push past and overcome that aren't necessarily business related. Some of them are, but some of them aren't necessarily business related. And I know that you and I, uh, you and I share a couple of those things. Uh, Do you mind sharing a little bit of that story? Yeah. And I'll share something that you haven't even talked to you guys about, but you know, it is what it is. It's, uh, you know, when I was in the mortgage side of things, when that market came down, we we literally at at some point we looked up and said, "Okay, we're doing as much as we possibly can, and this overhead's killing us." So we actually had to uh, break our lease, and our landlord came after us for about eight hundred thousand dollars, 
And um, so we had to throw down a BK on that, right? So to, to get out and to get out from underneath it. And we ended up going to these little offices. So that was kind of like one of a, a point in my world where I was like, you know, talk about like feeling like an absolute failure, right? Like I just wow. started a business. We invested a ton of money and we had all this equipment and we did all this stuff and we had these grandiose plans. And then all of a sudden it just, it changes quickly. Right. So that was a, an interesting time um, in my life. And so it was just um, that piece of it. And then also too, the, the one thing I'll say is, is, is a big piece is who you got, who you're surrounded with really matters. This company that I worked with, they basically, um, they, encouraged us to buy frivolous stuff like go buy cars go buy you know i'd go to nordstrom we're i'm 25 years old making three hundred thousand dollars a year and like go buy i'd go to nordstrom drop five grand like it was nothing and you know i thought i was the man around town and the boiler room that's it man that's it that's it it. the ferrari on the table (laughs) but i didn't i didn't and then but we'd go and they're like go exempt go exempt on your taxes so you can have all the money and and i did and so you know years later actually when i partnered up with ben at that that time i i owed a just kind of going back to the story that we got into i looked up one weekend after i mean a lot of people's books i won't get into the details it would have been an incredible weekend right like um i woke up on a sunday hungover I looked at my outside. I looked at my car. My buddy had came in from out of the area. I was like, Hey dude, you know, good, good partying with you, this and that. And I looked down the side of my Honda and I had a huge scratch. I had a Honda at the time and I had no clue what had happened. How the hell did I get that scratch? Did I kill someone? Did I, did I hit something? I had no clue. And that's kind of when, you know, they talk about turning moments in someone's life, right? And I look up and I'm 39 years old and I, I partied hard guys. I mean, like, like people that I haven't run into for years and years, maybe I still, I go to bars, I don't drink anymore, but I, I'll go out and hang out with friends and stuff, but they'll see me and they'll be like, you drinking? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, you of all people quit drink. Right. Um, I even had a, 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 a description for myself. They called it getting jaked right? Like you get jaked. That's how, that's how hammered you get. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Jake, my buddies used to call it that. So, uh, cause I I had no off switch. So I looked up one day, I'm 39 years old. I'm 46, seven, somewhere in there today. Um, and I lived in an apartment. I had zero assets. I owed the IRS $130,000 ish. Um, and that's after I had, you know, bank, we, I did a BK kind of thing and rearranged stuff and actually got rid of some. And so I look up and I'm like, man, this is just not serving me to be this person. This isn't the person that I was raised by, by my folks. This isn't the person that I want to be. So that day I just said, I'm taking a break or I don't know, I'm not drinking. And then that just turned into now. I haven't touched any alcohol or anything in what April 12th since April 12th, 2015. So this will be eight years coming up. So, 
Um, and that's changed my world and who you surround yourself, kind of going back to that, a big surrounding who you surround yourself, what they're teaching you about, you know, managing your money, managing your wealth. And I look up today, you know, I, back then I was renting, owed 125000 had bills, no assets. And, you know, it's a different world today. I have a house, you know, own, own, own real estate, uh, have investments. I'm invested into bank, a bank. I mean, there's a, a lot changed. And I, I really owe it to a lot to Ben and just the people that I put myself around. So that's amazing, man. And in the grand scheme well, of things, eight years isn't that when I say eight years isn't that long, I'm talking about the 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 transition you made from where you were then to where you are now, business-wise, financially, spiritually, personally. You know, that that's uh, uh that's a lot of change and a lot of turnaround in a in a relatively short amount of time. On the flip side of that, you know, going from partying like you did. And I know, I know, I know about it, man. I used to joke around about like, uh, uh, you know, saying I was going to party like Keith Richards. And then one day Keith Richards called and said, mate, you got to calm down. You're giving me a bad name, you know? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I get it, you know, but, but to, but to make those changes and, and stay off that stuff when, when it was the definition of me for years, you know, 25 years, partying was the definition to me. I was a partying guy that did this other stuff. Anyway, my point is, is that's a, that's a huge accomplishment. And, uh, uh, you know, that, that takes some, that takes some balls to do, right? Yeah. Just, 100%. Takes the change. You want to just be so different, right? Like this isn't what I want. And, and I relate it to the kind of real estate, man, because I look at real estate as such an opportunity. You have the opportunity to earn money in the same realm of attorneys doctors uh lawyers uh dentists and not have to put in the 10 to 12 years and yet that opportunity is, is a lot of times taken for granted when people come into real estate for you know freedom for flexibility well you don't come into freedom and flexibility you earn freedom and flexibility through putting in the work early on putting building your business because you're a business owner right you, you, you got to build it you can't just unless you're buying a unless you can find and if you find it call me i will buy it um you find a business that has a database of thousands of people and systems already in place that churn out you know 30 40 deals a year i mean you find that tell me I, I, we'll, we'll buy that but i mean yeah. unless you walk into that you've got to build a business that's right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I think you have to get there's a point to where I feel like so many people, um, you know, they, they, they see the real estate on the TV and they're, you know, they're, um, I don't know, flipping Vegas or what, whatever it is called, you know, the, the shows sunset, and, maybe that's what I want. Is that what it is, sunset? Selling sunset. That's what I want. There you go. Right. <laughs> And you talk to a lot of a lot of people, and they don't understand the the they they see. Well, I want to have freedom, you know. They want to get out. Everybody equates the nine to five world of going into an office and working for somebody else, and and probably and there's nothing wrong with that at all, you know. But a lot of people that get into our world of entrepreneurship and and growing a business, I, I don't know if they necessarily consider it, you know, truly building a business that that takes years years to reap 
you know, the benefits that you want. And it takes a lot of heartache and a lot of hard work and a lot of super tough decisions, you know, that, that you have to make personally to, to be able to, because there's going to be a point, whether it's drinking or it's simply picking up a phone that, that you, if you're having difficulties in this life, you're, you're going to have to hit that wall or you're going to have to decide that I want to make a freaking change. Right. And, and, Unfortunately, I feel like so many people in our world get in this comfortable zone and get in these habits and they don't ever want to push themselves or or, or get to that point to where there's, you know, almost a life or death situation that they know because so many people I know can can do so much more with themselves and 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 not really understanding the hard work that it takes, I think, to to do what we do, you know, and it's it's not easy. Like. Like you've earned your, you've earned every damn thing that you've gotten so far, Jake, you know, as well as I have, as well as Tim. And it's, it, it is a, our world is, is a, an amazing, like there is nothing else on this planet I would rather do. Right. And this is what we're built for And the people that you surround yourself, I think is the biggest component of, of able to being able to change, you know, like you, you had to probably change friends like you know you probably had to get away to some places that you went to you had to change habits to be able to to become the person that you want to become right even even like family i mean you know certain you know you work too much well one i love what i do right i truly do and and just them understanding that hey and and granted there's you know priorities and shifting it and and things like that you know you gotta you gotta make sure you're you're focus on the right priorities and there's never going to be balance. It's, it's, you know, counterbalancing things. And, but, you know, just like you work too much. Well, you know, um, I have to, right. Um, and, and sometimes I got to sacrifice in one area of my life for a period of time to, and I've had, I've had those common conversations, you know, I'm one of my most important people in my world is my mom. And I'll just, I used to just work and not really explain it, but I'm like, Hey, Hey mom, we're we're entering a different season right now, and I'm going to be working a lot more. And and you know, I just want you to know that. So in case I can't come over and help out, um, you know, just give me some time. I'll I'll do it. Like going over there and helped her out this morning and helped her. You know, just this things to spend some time with her. And and mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not saying that this is a you have to ignore everything or ignore all the people important in your world. I think the biggest thing with with our business is really being. Uh, purposeful with your schedule and what you do. If you look at any entrepreneur, any successful business person out there, it's very purposeful what they do with their time versus, you know, not just kind of winging it. I mean, you got to be purposeful. Yeah. You got to have the systems. Uh, you have to be, our favorite word is consistency. Yep. And, and it's and it's not sexy what we do at all making phone like wouldn't you rather be playing golf or something out there in beautiful california every day than than picking up the phone and making phone calls and and talking to clients and and obtaining new business right nobody like that's not what we want to do but it's part of what we have to do right well yeah no i I don't wake up every morning and be like dude i am so jacked up right now i'm gonna go get on a dialer (laughs) and freaking make yeah (laughs) f off or no a hundred times and just get rejected left and right i mean you know that that just uh is is not like yeah let's go actually I <laughs> do get excited. now i get excited it's always a challenge for me I, to see how i can um, 
Yeah. You can yeah. kind of get weird. pumped up for it, man. Weird thing is, I do too. I feel bad. Like I haven't done my job if, if I don't, honestly, a lot of days. Yeah. You know, that ha- that habit has been has built built so much, you know. What are um in in your day, Jay, what are y'all like to, to run your business? What are some, you know, let's get a little technical here or or I guess uh we'll, we'll get into the weeds and a little bit of real estate. What are what are some things that you guys have, like when we talk about lead gen, what, what are some things that you guys like maybe uh, explain your, your lead generation levers, you know, at a, at a, you know, at a, at a glance real quick for a minute for us. Yeah, hundred percent. So we come to the office daily and we, we get here about eight 30 and we treat it like a business, right? Cause if, if you were at nine to five, you can get there at nine and, and work till five. So we just our conversations. I, I think that's probably the biggest thing you can do invest in yourself and invest in how you talk to people because real estate's very simple it's just not easy right it's simple in the fact to sell real estate you have to have and build relationships with people right so the way you talk to someone on the phone whether you just met them or you've been in a relationship understanding the kind of dynamics so we practice on that right and then we come in and everyone has their thing you know, some of my partners, like Michael's been on the team for four and a half years. Um, he'll be, you know, five years this August. Literally, you know, he has, he did the work up front, right? He did a lot of work in the beginning to build this database where he now can, you know, really, he could actually probably survive just going into the database and, and talking to people. And he doesn't have to make as many, you know, different attempts to say someone who's just getting in the business but again he did the work in the beginning and that's kind of like we all do our thing we spend three hours lead generating some way somehow um some people have their they love open houses so they'll do open houses in the afternoon and they'll call people to invite it invite them to the open house in the neighborhood in the morning right and then follow up on their open house leads this way some people love expireds and for sale by owners some people love circle prospecting. I actually, I still love circle prospecting, but you know, we do something to talk to people and you know, a good formula that I heard is, um, and I never heard it before this year. I forget who said it, it may have been Chris or someone. Um, however many transactions you want to, ha- uh, or how many, how many people you want to help. So if I want to help 20 people in a year, mm-hmm. yeah, that becomes your, your conversation goal daily. Just talk to 20 people a day and you'll hit that goal. Right. So uh, I was, I thought yeah. that was pretty yeah, interesting. That yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what we do in the mornings. Uh, and, and we sit at least two hours generating or, or, or adding to our database, generating new people. And then we do an hour of follow-up and, uh, basically those are follow-ups into the database with people you've spoken to at some point or, or, uh, put in there for some reason. So, Nice. So One thing I heard that we, oh, sorry. I don't know. I, I was just uh, emphasizing the, 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 what, what I heard was that you guys have a system and a process and, and it's a daily thing that is consistently done for the most part. Yep. Absolutely. You nice. guys aren't nice. walking in going, well, what are we going to do today? What do I feel like doing today? You know, uh, that's, and, and, and that's the thing I think a lot of people do. You know, they'll, they'll have this chunk of time there and decide, well, this is going to be my lead gen time block. And instead of going in, starting lead generation, the beginning of that lead gen time block, they go in, in the beginning of the lead gen time block with, 
well, what do I feel like doing today? And it's not what we feel like doing today. It's, it's what can we pay focused attention to today that, uh, you know, like we heard earlier today, Jake, uh, you know, Chris say it's going to align with the, the, the goals that we have for ourselves, the clear goals that we have for ourselves. So you got to get on it. One thing that I heard us say, all three of us have in common is this thing about the sphere. I had to reinvent myself in my late forties to get into real estate. I'm older than both of you guys by a bit. So, but, um, I'm 25. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm 18. So I just, just a lot of hard road, man. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but you I, jaked, uh, dude. you got Jake. That's right. I got Jake. <laughs> I got Jake a lot. I, well, here, here's the thing. Okay. This is gallows humor. This is, this is sober dude humor. Okay. I'm in no way, shape or form making light of any of this. Cause I lived the hell. And so did Jake, but I did tell him the other day, it's a good thing. We didn't run into each other pre sobriety because while it would have been a, fun of epic proportion to some people one of us probably wouldn't have made it that's true (laughs) and while that's funny (laughs) while that's funny that's not funny (laughs) it's not but at at any rate one thing that i heard that we all had in common was this sphere thing okay you know jake you had a bunch of people from the mortgage business that you didn't want to call todd you had a bunch of people from the real estate business that you didn't want to call I had a bunch of people from from insurance, uh, but but here's what here's where my mind was at that time because I was coming over from insurance. I'm like, well, insurance uh, agents all over the country aren't going to be able to help me out. And everybody I know, I knew back when I was partying, and now I'm sober, and those guys don't want to hear from me, and I'm scared to talk to them because I'm gonna have to explain myself because I kind of disappeared. And then the new friends I have right now, these guys are all in their fifties, and they're not gonna want to hear, hey, I got into a new business today, and it was just one thing right after the other of why I didn't want to do it. And I didn't, I, I didn't do this fear. I did exactly what you guys did. I got on the expired listings, the FISBOs, anything that was on the phone. That's what I did. Yep. Yeah. I think a couple things that that's that the hard helped. way too, by the way, that's the hard yes. way. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I could rewind, things. I would go back to that sphere for sure. Oh, hundred percent. And and I think the, the, a couple things that have helped me along along the way is I you talk about you know having too many options or having too many priorities will cause inactivity right so what I share with and what I've always done is I theme my days right so I come in Monday Monday I'm going to just hammer out all my open house attendees so I get through that list try and get in touch with them try and get them out to see houses right Tuesday could be my sphere day, right? Where I'm just going to reach out to my sphere. I'm going to talk to them, provide value. Wednesday would be my um, expireds. Every single day I'm doing new expireds, right? Because there's a list of 20, 30 and you go through them. And then I go into my into my theme. And let's say Wednesdays are my old expireds. Maybe Thursday I'm calling non-owner occupant homes, right? And Friday I'm doing something else. But it just creates clarity to when I come in that day, I don't sit down and say, okay, well, Oh, I'm going to go call the database here. Let me see who should I call. Let me run this filter or I'm going to do this. Who sh- it's just very clear. And I prepare the night before so I can have the most productive. And when you have a productive morning, what happens is you actually win. You feel accomplished. Yeah. You hit your mm-hmm. goal for the day. You set some appointments. And then your rest of your day is used Pretty for good. doing doing things like say maybe you want to you want to exceed your your goal or, or earn whatever it is or spend time with your family 
but at least you're able to to do that and, and win the win the mornings. I love you know, that it's a funny. theme day. That's fantastic. That's a great nugget right there. A theme day. Yep, absolutely. That's fan. And we heard today. I keep saying today. Jake and I were on a call with Chris Suarez today when we heard that. Uh, you know, he said uh, it, it applies to this. I think that if you are a person, if if you will have consistently productive days you'll be a person that has consistently productive days, if that makes any sense, you know? Well, I'm just not a person that spends all day on the phone. Well, if you will spend all day on the phone, you will become a person that spends all day on the phone. All day is a long time. That's not my point. But but in order to become the people that do these things, we have to do the things first. We can't just, we can't just uh, uh, you know, have some metamorphosis where we wake up one morning and now all of a sudden we're someone that follows a consistent schedule. We got to start doing it first. Then it becomes a habit. And then we are one of those people. And I think that's what you've done, Jake, if I'm hearing you right. Yeah, you know what's funny is we used to do, we used to call it KPE, Karma Prospecting Energy. And what would happen is when you were doing your prospecting and staying on task, good things would happen. Like you'd get a call from someone out of the blue saying, hey, Jake, wanted you to come check out my property. I won the list. 100%. Yep. I was looking at this uh, house. Can you come, come show it to me? And so I could get in there and let's write up an offer. So it's, it's when you, because... I think two parts have to do with it. You're in that space and talking to more people, but also I believe too is um, the most powerful thing in the world, which is compound interest. When you're consistently being mm-hmm. productive, it's going to compound and produce results. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I heard you two say something earlier, Jake, that I want to make sure everybody catches here. As you said, while you were uh, explaining your lead generator, that we, we show up and we treat it like a business. And I think that's huge, right? I think I love the theme days, the consistency. Our job is nothing more than being consistent and it's boring. It's not super fun. We have a lot of fun. You, what I tell a lot of my guys is the more disciplined you are in your life and in your day, the more freedom you will have, right? Because truly For sure. the, the more discipline you have, the more freedom you have. And if we come in and we treat this thing like a business during the time, the hours of the day that we have to treat it like a business, and we hit our goals and we do our tasks, then the rest of the day is easy and it's a win, right? And you get that because so many times, there've been so many days where I've called and nothing, 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 or nothing, nothing, nothing. And then the next day, four people call me like, hey, I'm, you know, it's that, it's that karma that you're talking about, right? The the, the prospecting, uh, what did uh, I used to coach with uh, Monica Reynolds and she called it Reg, the real estate god, right? Um, yeah, we, we, I forgot about bless that. You. The real estate gods would bless you with uh, some deals just because of the, the energy that you're working on. So that's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. I, I love all this. Uh, we probably need to, to to wrap it, Tim. What else we got? Well, um, from my end, that's about it. I was just going to ask you. I think Jake was just about to say something, though. Let me let me back up. Back to that treating it like a business. I actually did this exercise for a with someone the other day, and I said, let's I said let's let's really truthfully look at your day. So tell me what you do from time to year. I get up and, and I do this and then I come into the office. Okay, so you get here at 830. What, what do you do? We do our scripts. Okay, cool. And then at nine o'clock, what, what happens? I do my prospecting. Okay. And when do you go through? Go through noon. Okay, awesome. So what happens after that? Oh, I, I go home and I grab some lunch. And then I said, okay. And, and then what happens? I watch a video. I said, Oh, okay. What, what kind of, how long does that usually take? Oh, like an hour. And so 
well, what's the video on? And oh, something from the training. Okay, cool. And then what happens? Well, I, honestly, I, I get on my phone and I'm looking at TikToks and Instagrams. I'm like, well, how, how long does that take? And, you know, half hour to an hour. I go, cool. And he says, well, then what happens? And he says, well, you know, then I do some chores around the house, laundry, and this and that. And so we worked our way up through um, to about 4.30. And I said, what happens then? So I kind of call it a day. I said, oh, okay. I said, let me ask you a question. Your last job you had, which this particular person happened to be doing some things and, you know, reservist military. I said, so when you, what do you do when you go to the military? It was, we're there at 0700. I said, all oh, right. On. And I said, what time do you work till? Four o'clock. Okay, cool. I said, so do they let you um, go home and do your laundry? Uh, no. Okay. Now, what do you do when you're at work? Well, I do the, some manual stuff and I do some computer work. I said, are you on like Instagrams and YouTubes looking at that? No, no. I said, so it's all work related. I said, well, what's the difference between that and this? Right? What happens is kind of like you talk about is take a look at some good exercise to do. Take a look at what you truly do in a day. Is it are you mm -hmm. spending eight hours in the business or are you part-time in your 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 work and and saying you're working your tail off and saying you're working the eight hours when when half of your day is non-productive or non-prioritized activity? So yeah, love and that. that's an excellent exercise for everybody for sure. Well, Jake, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I hope you come do this again. Uh, we're going to be seeing you pretty soon. I think in a couple of months, see you in person. We can share some more yeah, stories man. again. But uh, thank, thank you for joining us. And uh, if anybody has any real estate needs in the Sacramento, California area, Jake DeRosa is your man. A man. Uh, let us know how we're doing. If you got any questions, let us know. Uh, we'll have the email and contact information and uh, a link to join the private Facebook group in the show notes. We would love to hear from you. And uh, everybody have a fantastic weekend and a fantastic, profitable week. We'll see you guys later. Nobody cares. Work harder, baby. Nobody cares. Hey, Todd, does your mortgage company care? No, they don't, Tim. Jake, does your car payment company care? I wish they did. Yeah, nobody <laughs> cares. Do the people that say they care, care? No, <laughs> you just got to work harder. Work harder, baby. But we care, and we're going to help you by showing you where to work harder, when to work harder, and how to work harder. You guys have a great week. See ya. Bye.